In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. I'm Daryl Ryder. Andy Baskin has this pod off, but he'll be back for our next drop later this week, which I believe will be Thursday morning. On Tuesday, it was the annual Cleveland Browns Foundation golf outing, and there was plenty of fun and news to come from it. Let's start with the outing itself and the purposes of it. It's held annually to help raise money and increase awareness for the Cleveland Browns Foundation. Stay in the game. Keep learning every day network. That's a statewide initiative that the uh, the Browns have uh, begun here in the state of Ohio years ago to aim to promote the importance of school attendance in combat chronic absenteeism. The golf tournament is the Cleveland Browns Foundation's flagship fundraising event through the efforts of the Browns and team partners and community supporters. Uh, they've raised over $3.4 million uh, since the golf tournament's inception. In the 2023-24 school year, the Stay in the Game Network is set to partner with 29 school districts across the state of Ohio, benefiting over 200,000 students. Uh, if you want more on that, by the way, more information, I should say, uh, there is a website, stayinthegame.org, stayinthegame.org. Org is where you can get more information on that initiative. Another initiative that the outing supports, it's the first in 10 initiative. The Browns are the only NFL team that promotes a long-term volunteering initiative. Uh, basically, uh, you know, wanting uh, you to contribute to your local uh, community. And to date, more than 2.75 million hours of volunteering have been pledged through that first in 10 initiative, all Browns fans are encouraged to join the volunteering effort by signing the first in 10 pledge on the team's website. And uh, you can share your stories with the hashtag give 10 can't lie. The outing on Tuesday, it was a lot of fun just to see how competitive players and coaches are and can be uh, Browns head coach, Kevin Stefanski. Look, I had no idea he was a big golfer and, well, how, how well he can rip it. So it was nice to see that side of him, uh, getting to see him relax and have a good time. It's not a side of him that we've been exposed to since he uh, you know, took over as head coach. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I guess, recently took up golf. That's the story everybody's going with. Uh, I tried to call nonsense on it, but after talking to a lot of people, I, I guess it's true. He just took up golf, but if you watch him on the golf course, could have fooled me. He is really, really good. Uh, had a little bit of a tense moment on the course, not going to lie. Uh, we can laugh about this now, <laughs> but um, uh, a cart that Denzel Ward, MJ Emerson, and AJ Green were riding in uh, happened to cross a path, which is a no-no, while people are uh, teeing off, well... They went across, and they got drilled by a tee shot. The cart got drilled, not them. They escaped unharmed, so good news there. But laughing about it now, J.W. Johnson, I think, had a heart attack when he saw it happen. But uh, again, the cart got hit. The players are safe. Nothing happened to them. But lesson learned, when people are teeing off, don't drive in front of them. Uh, speaking of J.W., got to give him a little love, too. Uh, he, he can rip it. Um, I, I was told by multiple people, I guess he's the designated family golfer for the Haslam sports group and, uh, and what a good one he is.
So that's the golf portion of uh, the outing and this particular podcast. If you like the podcast, first of all, Andy and I really, really appreciate your support. Give us uh, a like. Feel free to share with your friends. Leave us a review wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, hopefully through the Odyssey app. Again, can't thank you enough for your support. But please, download, rate, and of course, subscribe. DeAndre Hopkins is the flavor of the day. Uh, Deshaun Watson has made his pitch. And what does Kevin Stefanski think about adding the five-time Pro Bowler? I'm about to tell you right here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Mobile sports betting is finally legal in the state of Ohio, and BetQL is here to help you make the most informed bets possible. See all of today's winners by heading to BetQL.com or by downloading the BetQL app and claim your free three-day trial today. Head to BetQL.com slash news slash 92.3 The Fan for exclusive sportsbook offers. It's always game day in Cleveland. I'm Daryl Ryder. Andy Baskin has this pod off. He'll be back for our next drop Thursday morning. DeAndre Hopkins is officially a free agent after being released by the Arizona Cardinals last week. He hired Clutch Sports to represent him on Tuesday. Now, Hopkins is tied on the rumor mill to the Cleveland Browns for one reason and one reason alone, and his name is, drumroll please, Deshaun Watson. Watson was not shy about speaking about recruiting Hopkins to reunite with him here in Cleveland at the golf outing. Well, me and D-Hop, we just naturally talk. We've been talking since, you know, the Houston days. And then also whenever he left for Arizona, we were always talking. So, you know, he's always been a brother of mine since I was coming out of high school. Our connection, our relationship has always been great. Uh, And I know it's a lot of things swirling around in the media of, you know, him possibly coming to Cleveland. And, you know, for me, my answer to that is, of course, we would love to have him. Uh, he knows that. Um, we had a lot of connections, but, you know, that's kind of out of my <laughs> range of things of kind of coordinating things. So all I can do is, you know, make a call and, and see what happens. Let A.B. do the rest. Hopkins has made it known he'll only consider a select group of teams that have a quality quarterback, strong defense, chance to compete for a Super Bowl, and most importantly, organizational stability. Now, believe it or not, uh, your Cleveland Browns check all those boxes. Uh, Watson, check. Uh, Chance to compete for a Super Bowl looking at this roster. Yeah, sure, I'd probably agree with that if uh, things uh, go their way and the talent level on this team plays up to its potential. They've got a pretty good defense on paper. Of course, Jim Schwartz will probably, uh, I expect at least, to really whip that unit into shape following their struggles a year ago. And then stability, well, this is year four for Kevin Stefanski and Andrew Berry. So the tumultuousness that has engulfed the Browns uh, over the years, well, that seems to have uh, dissipated a little bit. So some good news there. Um, I'll just say this. Um, D-Hop, DeAndre Hopkins would love to be in a place where the opportunity is is there for us to win. And like you said, we check all those boxes. And I think, um, you know, for us to know and make sure we check all those boxes on the natural stage, we got to go out there and prove it. And I think D-Hop would love to be a part of that and, and proving people wrong. It's been quite the overhaul this offseason in the receiver room. The Browns, of course, traded their top draft pick for Elijah Moore. They signed Marquise Goodwin as a free agent. They drafted Cedric Tillman. Let's not forget that the Browns also have last year's third rounder, David Bell. 
Donovan Peoples-Jones, who really emerged last year as a dependable, can-catch-in-traffic-with-contact type of receiver. Jakeem Grant is coming back from his injury as well. There's Anthony Schwartz and a host of other young receivers that are fighting for roster spots. So, oh yeah, let's not forget, Amari Cooper is on this team, and he's making $20 million a year. What does head coach Kevin Stefanski think of all this Hopkins talk? I really, really like our our, our wide receiver room. Uh, I, I love the guys that are in there. Um, Andrew and his crew are always looking at every avenue and the, that type of thing. So I won't comment specifically on the player other than to say uh, I really like our roster. Now, let's be honest about, you know, getting Hopkins would be awesome for the Browns. I know fans, if it happens, will just go absolutely nuts and start booking their trips to Las Vegas for the Super Bowl in February. Look, Watson and Hopkins combined for over 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns in 38 games with the Texans. Uh, Hopkins was a three-time pro bowler with Watson at the helm as well as first-team all-pro. You know, he just make the throws a lot easier. His range, catch radius is, is super probably the best in the league um, and I mean just the things he do he just made my job a lot easier so uh, you know I just put the ball in his direction he made the place. So like a, a reunion here in Cleveland sounds exciting and like it would certainly be a match made in heaven. Now this is where I throw a cold bucket of water on the whole prospect. The Browns payroll is approaching 300 million dollars. Now to be fair, money is no object when it comes to the Haslam's willingness to spend in order to win. Salary cap room. Well, as it stands right now, might not have enough. It's just over $6 million, but not going to be an issue. Because remember, June 1st, John Johnson III and Jadavian Clowney come off the books because they were cut with June 1 designation. So, the Browns are going to open up nearly $18 million of salary cap space in total. They will have, I should say, $18 million in salary cap space when that happens. I just, I doubt that Hopkins lands in Cleveland for a variety of reasons, most notably the assets that Andrew Barry has already invested in receiver. And by assets, I mean cash, I mean draft picks, I mean in trades. Uh, it's crowded, right? So... There's always a chance. You never say never. Barry can always make room on the roster by making a trade or two. Um, that's certainly possible. So, like, I'm not completely dismissing it. And I don't think the relationship between Hopkins and Watson can be underestimated or discounted. I just don't think that the Browns ultimately, they will kick the tires on him. They'll do their due diligence. They'll see where Hopkins is as far as his interest. I just don't know that it's going to happen. So in fairness to you, the fans, I don't want to hype it up. I don't want to get you hyped up for something that has a better chance of not happening than happening. So there was plenty of other news that came out of the 23rd Annual Cleveland Browns Foundation golf outing on Tuesday. I'm going to cover that next right here on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Remember, if you like the podcast, let us know with a review, subscribe, download whatever you get your podcast. If you'd like to communicate with us, it's easy. You can just uh, hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at GameDayCLE. It's always game day in Cleveland. I'm Daryl Ryder. Andy Baskin, of course, has this pod off. As we mentioned earlier, he's going to be back for our next drop, which happens Thursday morning. Does Deshaun Watson have something to prove in 2023? 
after a lackluster six-game debut last season with the Browns. Watson isn't regarded to be among the NFL's elite quarterbacks. So does that mean he comes into 2023 with something to prove? I'm very motivated. I'm very excited to be able to have the opportunities to go out there and prove what I what I have before and, and even better. And that's the goal is to be better than what you know people last saw me. And um, yeah, I mean, honestly, you know, people are entitled to their own opinions, but at the same time, you gotta you gotta respect their opinions. You know, I missed two years of football, so if I was in their shoes, I wouldn't put myself in that position either. I gotta go out there and prove it, and that's what I'm looking forward to. So those opportunities for me this up- upcoming season, I have to take advantage of it. Browns head coach Kevin Stefanski doesn't think motivation will be much of an issue with Watson. I know the, the great ones, uh, they find motivation in, in all areas. Uh, I know he, he tries to be great every single day. Uh, he, he, he works hard, whether it's an individual drill or a seven-on-seven drill or a meeting setting. He's constantly pushing himself, and they, they, that's what the great ones do. The biggest thing that helps Watson this year, no threat of league discipline hanging over his head. I feel a lot better. I mean, I, I think you guys can see it too in just the, the way I'm speaking, the way, you know, I kind of, you know, react with other people around here. You know, last year was a, a weird situation where everything was new and, and a lot going on. But, you know, having a fresh start and having a year behind me and, and being able to be around people that support me and, and, and love me for who I am, uh, is definitely great. It made me feel well. So I'm excited. I love the, uh, the city. I've been hanging around Cleveland for a long time. Uh, this offseason and you know I just want to continue to build that and and just you know enjoy my time in Cleveland. The one complication for Watson this offseason is well all the changes in the receiver room getting Watson on the same page with the likes of Elijah Moore as well as Cedric Tillman and Marquise Goodwin not to mention Amari Cooper who is slated to do a little more this week and uh, possibly some more during veteran minicamp he's not been able to work this offseason but Getting all those wide receivers on the same page with Watson and especially the new guys is top of mind. Well, I think part of it is Amari's not practicing yet, so certainly he's uh, you know th- those reps have to go to other guys. So it- it's all part of the process. I, I don't think you can uh, skip a step when you're when you're doing it this way. I think uh, every individual period matters, every walkthrough matters uh, as you integrate new players into your system. Even without the DeAndre Hopkins chatter, which we covered earlier in this podcast. That wide receiver room, as we've mentioned, is pretty full. However, Stefanski's not really complaining about that. Competition's great. I mean, a competition, and we've talked about that, uh, I think it's so important in, in our league and in our profession to get pushed, and sometimes it's uh, internal forces, sometimes it's external forces. So uh, I think ultimately competition just allows the cream to the rise of the top. And so there you have it. That's a wrap from the 23rd annual Cleveland Browns Foundation golf outing OTAs will continue out in Berea on Wednesday Andy Baskin will return with me to recap that mandatory minicamp is next week before school's out for summer for the Brownies thanks for listening to it's always game day in Cleveland remember if you like the podcast let us know with a review subscribe and of course download wherever you get your podcasts including on the Odyssey app don't forget hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at game day C-L-E. For Andy Baskin, who will be back on our next podcast, our outstanding producer, Meredith Kane. I'm Daryl Ryder. Thanks for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland.